Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. It's the 870 Show back at it again. It's me, Landon Voss, here with Matthew Media, William Land over the phone. Today, we're going to talk about, uh, it was National Signing Day yesterday, so we're going to talk about how the recruiting classes finished up for each team, especially Arkansas. We're going to talk about, we're going to give our reaction to the Super Bowl that happened this past Sunday. We're going to talk about the Art Brow situation, about him almost going to Southern Miss, but not quite. And then we're also going to talk about the DeAndre Francois situation. It's the 870 Show. Landon's off that far! Welcome back, everybody, to the 870 Show. Uh, guys, let's just jump right to it. Let's give our reaction to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53 that happened this past Sunday. Tom Brady winning his sixth ring. Yeah. M- more in than nine more, tries. In nine tries. Nice. He's six for nine in the Super Bowl. Nice. What a nice stat. Um, he now has more rings than 30 different franchises in the NFL, which, I mean... I, I I don't like the Patriots, but I mean, respect to Tom Brady, dude. He he's he's accomplished a whole lot in the time that he's been in the NFL. But uh, guys, it, it wasn't quite the most exciting of games to watch. Uh, the final score being thirteen to three, the Patriots beating the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, what, what what do you guys think about the game? Go William, because you're the saddest. Um, I'm not really sad. I just wish it was a better game you know the last game of the year uh being such a disappointment um was definitely it kind of sucked that's the way football season ended you know but i mean we have the a the alliance Mm -hmm. of american football coming on this weekend i don't know how many people are going to watch that but okay the last major game it was kind of a sad note to end on okay i'm not talking about that don't be all don't be all PC. I want to know how you really feel. Tell me how you really feel. Why you think this could have been a better game? Um, I definitely think the Saints would have put up more of a fight. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, get over it, dude. They lost. They lost. But your whole argument for rooting for the Rams was that they were going to make it a great game. And they scored three points. And I would argue... Okay, fine, but the Patriots only scored 13, so it's not like the Patriots did any very much better. That's so true. So it wasn't all on the Rams here. So we definitely should have had a third-place game between the Chiefs and the Saints um, in lieu uh, of the Pro Bowl. I think I feel like that would be a better thing than the Pro Bowl, honestly, a third-place game. Hold on. By, by the way, no. By the way, my argument was that I wanted the Chiefs and the Rams in there because I wanted it to be a better game because I watched – uh, Chiefs Rams earlier this season, and it was the best game I've seen since I was probably 13 years and old. It would have been a letdown. That was my argument. You don't uh, get those. You don't get two teams matching up. And how twice. can you say that it didn't even happen? I know, but I don't think it would have been as good as the first one. I think it would. It does. It would have been better than this one. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe next year we'll get the Chiefs and the Rams. I don't know, maybe. Mm, 
Uh, the Kansas City definitely needs a defense. Yeah. I Bad. don't understand the hate for the Patriots and Tom Brady. It's not hate. It's boredom. Oh, at least on my part. It's not hate, it's boredom. Well, did you just, like Michael I Jordan? Like their fan base. Huh? I mean, didn't you think what Michael Jordan did was fascinating? I thought it was awesome. I think it's the best thing I've ever seen. Because, I mean, I was a kid when I watched it. I was nine years old when he won his last title. I mean, we're probably not like another dynasty like the Patriots again. And I know. Listen, I am not. I am not poo pooing what they did as a team. Okay, it's amazing. I think it's better. I think it's probably one of the best dynasties in the history of sports. I think it's probably better because even the twenty Yankee, even the the twenties Yankees didn't have free agency, and once they got a team, they just kept the team. I mean. So I think this is probably the greatest dynasty we've ever seen in the history of sports. Maybe Connecticut women's basketball. I don't know. Or the UCLA college basketball. I mean, this is right up there with those. I think this is definitely the greatest dynasty of all time. Um, As you guys know, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd. And he said the other day, um, you know, football teams aren't made for dynasties. You know, Uh, the wear and tear that goes on a body, uh, the free agency. It's just hard to have a dynasty in football unlike basketball and baseball. And so this is incredible what the Patriots have been able to accomplish. I I mean, look, I can understand if you want to see somebody new, but I think we need to enjoy the greatness that the Patriots have brought to the NFL while we still have it. Because Tom Brady's 41, we're not going to get much more of it. So I definitely think we need to enjoy it and stop complaining. So I just thought of another team we didn't include in there is Saban's Alabama football team. That dynasty is insane. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think those those two are fighting it out because Saban has what? How many national championship games? It was seven national championship games and five national championships. I at mean, Alabama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Alabama, yeah. I mean, so he's five for seven. I mean, and there's a chance. they We're literally probably six to ten plays away from them winning nine in a row. I mean, uh, the kick six going a different way, that's a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun Watson not hitting uh, Hunter Renfro, there's another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and there's probably a couple more in there uh, that they should have, but they don't. I mean, I, and it, it's no, I think it's no coincidence that Belichick and uh, Saban are tied at the hip, and Belichick taught him how to coach. So, I mean, I mean, I think only it's any coincidence they're right there together with each other. All right. So now that we're done talking about that, you guys want to move on to, you know, either you know, go our brows. This is our brows. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's let's talk about. <clears throat> so. I haven't read. Golly, Matthew, you got to come on. Your phone on the table. Um, I'm getting ready because I know I, what he's going to say. I, I I haven't read that much into it, but uh, help help me out if I if I get anything wrong. So he was going to be interviewed for an offensive assistant position or offensive coordinator he, or what? I'm I'm pretty sure I have this correct. Uh, he was interviewed. They were they were going to give him the job. Uh huh. And it like was it like boosters or something that didn't want? I'm not exactly or? sure who said no. 
but whoever said no had a lot of influence. Isn't that about right, William? I mean, they so they were going to do happened, it, and then they backed out. So what happened was that the coach was in talks. Jay Hobson, the head coach of Southern Miss, was in talks with Art Bryles. The athletic director did not know mm-hmm. about it. And then uh, the next oh. day after they announced that <clears throat> excuse me, that Art Bryles was not in talks of being the offensive coordinator, the head coach took to Twitter and put this out, and I'll read you the message that he put out. Although I respect the decision, and this is uh, Jay Hobson saying, although I respect the decision of Dr. Rodney Barnett, I disagree with it. I am so grateful for the grace and forgiveness God gives me, which allows me to inherit his kingdom, which I do not deserve. I've interviewed Art Bryles for an assistant position at Southern Miss and believe he is a man who deserves a second chance. He is a man that seems sincere and humble in his interview, and personally, he committed no crime. He may not have acted in a proper protocol, but that would be my job at Southern Miss. He was interviewing for an assistant position, even though I believe he will be a head coach at a major program in the near future. However, I believe he is a man who does love the Lord and deserves a second chance. He has been banned from employment in college football for three years and has been punished. I understand both sides have opinion. This is just mine. God bless, Jay Hobson. All right, go, William. You love our brows, so go. So, this is definitely, I mean, if you're the athletic director, this has got to put Jay Hobson in some hot water, for sure. Because mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. if he has another bad year, this is a bowl, I think they're going to ax him. And they can look to this and say, hey, you went behind my back. You took to Twitter and ranted and said that you disagreed with me when I'm your boss. I mean, in any other employment, if you took to Twitter and, boys and said, boys and bosses hey, disagree all the time. I know, but they don't take to Twitter. I don't take to Twitter if I ever disagree with my boss. Eh, you know. But listen, I think our boss, he screwed, he screwed himself. And me and you disagree whether he should have been fired or not in the first place. I don't care what Baylor says. I think he was the head man, and when stuff like that goes on and you're the head man, it's your job to know. I don't know is not an excuse. I didn't know is not an excuse. Well, you know, I mean, they, they've come out and said they haven't found that he did anything wrong. So, I don't know. I mean, I think he deserves a second chance, and I don't understand – I think he deserves it more being in a professional setting. Um, as you guys know, the the I think it was the CFL didn't hire him as an offensive coordinator. And I mean, those guys are grown adults. He doesn't have to babysit them like you would have to in college. So I think there would be a better setting, but I'm really surprised nobody would give him a second chance there. Um, that'd be a great place. And I still think he's a really great coach. Um, you know, But at the end of the day, you can't really control what other people do. You have to control yourself. And I mean um, – if Baylor players are going to be, you know, doing what they did, then, I mean, why is I don't necessarily see why that's all on him. Because he's the head man. It's his job to know. When you're the head man, you bear the responsibility. When you're in charge, you're in charge. You get a lot of money, which means you get all the responsibility. That's the way it goes. That's the way the world works. When they pay you a huge salary, it doesn't matter if it's fair or not. It ha- that's the way it goes. I just disagree. I mean, look, these are college kids. I know they're not grown, but at the same time, you know, you, you can't really control what they're going to do behind closed doors. 
And so if they're doing stuff bad, right. bad that doesn't necessarily get out, you know. But I mean, how okay. are you supposed to know right. about? Okay. What is he well, supposed to do? Keep an eye I would on the say football team every second of the day. That's kind of his job. That's so kind he's of his supposed job. to be in. So he's supposed to know what a hundred different people are doing every second of every day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. You're telling me. You're telling me that some of that stuff doesn't go on in Alabama or Clemson or somewhere like that, and they don't sit there and say, well, I didn't know. No, it is your job to know. And by the way, if this goes on and you don't know, you're either stupid or complicit. Either one I can't have. Either one is not an excuse to keep you here. I mean. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree on on this. But... How how is it not his job not to know? How? Does everybody know what you're doing every second of every day? There's not somebody that's supposed to know that makes seven million dollars to keep an eye on me. Okay, but I'm sure seven million dollars a year. When you were a child, did your parents know what you're doing every second of every day? I guess not. No, but if something if something had happened bad, my mom and dad would have been like. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know this. It's my job to know. Now imagine having I'm that his... with a hundred different people and nobody okay. knowing about that. But okay, but they, it is his job to know. If he doesn't know, he has failed. I'm sorry, but this is not the only program where that stuff happens. They're not, it's not Baylor and 125 other schools. It happens at every school and somehow everybody else seems to know. But he didn't. Hmm. All right. So, I mean, I guess I, I, I think y'all are going to have to agree to disagree, I guess. But uh, let's move on to a, a, another, another subject. Uh, maybe uh, the, what do you think? The, the recruiting. Yeah, let's go. To, let's go to the recruiting classes. Uh, I mean, I was going to I didn't know if y'all wanted to go into another uh, another hot topic like the DeAndre Francois situation or you want to just we'll hop in recruiting and end we'll with We'll save that for last. All right. We'll save it for last. Let's go to the uh, the final class rankings for the 2019 class. Uh, these are the SEC teams and uh, from top to bottom SEC ranking and then according to who though? I mean, this is on SEC Network's page. I think it's okay, according so it's to ESPN. Okay. Um, so Alabama, number one overall. Number number one in the SEC, uh, Georgia, number two, both overall and in the SEC, A and M, number three, again overall and in the SEC. Uh, so you so you got the the top three class twenty nineteen recruiting classes, all all in the SEC, all in the SEC. Two of them in the SEC West. Um, and LSU was fifth, right? L- L- LSU was. Uh, uh, fourth in the SEC, seventh overall. So they were guys, guys, um, real right, quick. Let me stop you right there. I just want to say on behalf of Danny Cannell that the recruiting rankings have SEC bias. <laughs> God, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Get out of here, Danny Cannell. <sighs> okay. All, continuing. Uh, Florida at number nine overall, number five in the SEC. Uh, Tennessee, number 11 overall. Auburn, number 12 overall. South Carolina, 17. Ole Miss, 22. Arkansas, 23. Mississippi State, 24. Missouri, 33.
Kentucky 35, and Vanderbilt at 62. What up? <laughs> Anchor down. I saw someone tweet, can we move Vandy to the AAC already? Please. Yeah, honestly. Lord, they're AAC school. And they're, they're what the they're what the AAC likes. They're a big city. You know, if they yeah. ever if they ever left the Big Twelve, the Big Ten would try to scoop them up. Why? Why? I've just heard that the Big Ten really likes Vanderbilt, the academic side of everything. They give them a. We didn't come here to play school. This is about sport. We ain't come here to play school. Well, we come here to play school. Okay, here to play Big football. Ten. I mean. Honestly, all right, guys. Let's let's really focus in on uh, what we're really here to talk about as an Arkansas-based podcast. Talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks sliding down to number twenty-three overall, and at number number nine in the SEC. I think that's about where it's going to be, but I think that Chad Morris is a better coach and he is a recruiter. The thing about helping Arkansas is, is I think it's a little different than it is in any other school. Now, other, now I think Alabama runs some of the same stuff, and maybe Florida, but I think uh, that I think that Arkansas is on the way up. I'm thinking about probably about six wins next year. Mm-hmm. Um, six to seven. I mean, I'm not an Arkansas fan, but you know, obviously, I've stated that many times. Yeah. But I would say that Arkansas fans would just die for seven and five this year. That would be ecstatic. I think that'd be a great season, maybe eight with a bowl win. Um, I give this class a solid B plus. Um, I don't really like the way it closed out. Um, you had uh, Adonis Odie switch from uh, Arkansas to USC. You had uh, Lakai Henry uh switch from well he was uncommitted but he was kind of leaning towards Arkansas everybody thought he was going to go there and he ended up going to Ole Miss yeah. um so I'm not super thrilled with the way the class closed um but all in all I definitely give it a mm-hmm. B plus there's more four stars than Arkansas's ever had since the ranking nah, rankings came out um and so I think that's something you can definitely build on um but after a 2 and 10 year this is uh actually one of the highest rated classes for any team coming off a two-win season in uh, rankings history. So, I mean, imagine if Arkansas can start building towards six, seven, eight, nine, ten wins per year. You'll definitely should see that that number increase. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think what also helps Arkansas is the fact that it's a great place to live. So, I mean, all of them are in the SEC, but Arkansas is extremely nice. Yeah. Yeah, that that Northwest Arkansas area, it's ranked – uh, best place to live in the SEC for a a, a good number of consecutive not, not consecutive like Southwest years. Arkansas. Southwest Arkansas is not that nice. <laughs> Northwest Arkansas. Hey man, nice. don't knock Texarkana. Don't you knock Texarkana listen. and Magnolia, bro? I'm, I'm listen, putting listen, the difference between Northwest and Arkansas is night and day. Well, I, the thing is, if uh, you want to compete for championships, you got to get top ten classes. Only Oklahoma back in I think it was oh two oh one. Um, did not have two out of four top ten classes um, ranked in the top ten before they won a national championship. So this formula for getting to a national championship is you have to have a top ten class. And the reason is because you have so much talent, and there's always guys that uh, get hurt because of injury, they transfer out, um, things like that. And so the more talent that you can bring in 
the more likely you're going to have success with that pool of talent, the more you can bring in. So, um, yes, Arkansas can bring in, you know, all these really good four stars, but if none of them pan out, who do we have to rely on? It's a bunch of three-star guys, average talent, um, you know, it, it, whereas it's about five coaching. stars. How, how, many, how many times have you seen a no-name three-star player do better than a five-star player? It's about people that want it and coaching. If you can coach them up. Now, I would say it takes a lot longer for the three-star maybe to develop, but you got you have some guys that didn't catch the eye or were uh, misrated or, or uh, you know, undersized. they didn't weren't rated correctly, undersized. You know, like perfect example. Remember Kenyon Drake from the from Alabama? I know it's Alabama, but he was a two-star recruit that got only offers from Alabama and like one other school. And dude was a dog at Alabama. Well, look, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is no team has won a national championship except for that Oklahoma team without getting two top ten classes in the four years prior to winning the championship. That is a fact. Okay, but I'm saying Okay, but Arkansas is not expecting a, expecting a national championship this year. I know. I mean, like, but I'm saying said, if they want to get to a level where they can compete for an SEC championship, they're going to have to start pulling in classes in the top ten. Now, I know it's not going to happen overnight. I know it's not going to happen next year or the year after. But you've got to start building up to getting a top ten class. If Chad Morris can only bring in the 20th best class, the ninth best in the SEC, he's not going to cut it. You've got to start building on what you've got. This is a good class. I give it a B plus. Now it's time to continue building the tower that leads to an SEC championship. Okay, the year that Arkansas made the Sugar Bowl and played Ohio State, they had 18, 18, and 20. Because I remember watching the, recruit, the signing day rankings when Petrino brought them, brought them in. There's no way, even though they were rated that low, that they were the 18th, 18th, and 20th ranked classes. It's about coaching once you get the talent. And okay. finding a few hidden gems. But I'm saying that the more talent you have on your team, the more likely that talent is going to pan out and get you to a championship. Right. But I'm saying let's not let's not say this class is terrible. I, it's not usually what up to SEC win, uh, teams have in order to win. Yes. But let's just see how it plays out. And one thing that goes that doesn't go measure in recruiting rankings is the transfers. So, mm-hmm. just because you have the 23 recruiting class, you may have a couple of good transfers that make a big deal. Arkansas got a couple this year that I think may make a difference. The quarterback and the wide receiver that transferred in. Now, I'm not as high on the wide receiver because I just know this, you know, but you can't deny 6'4". So, I mean, and look, they can't be any worse. So, you know, hey. Yeah. I mean, we could go 1-11 next year. They yeah. could, but <laughs> let, let, they're probably not. So they're probably not. That's – I hope this is the basement because if it's one and eleven, he won't make it through the year. He'll be done at the end of the year. So, who do you guys think had a really great jump on National Signing Day, and who do you guys think took a huge L? Okay, jump. I mean, I don't know if it was a jump, but it was going to be a jump for the program, or not jump, but take the next step. Mm-hmm. I think it's Texas. Oklahoma finished one one ranking ahead of them. Depend or they finished at Oklahoma one, depending on which one you look at. Yeah. Uh, but they finished third or fourth, and Oklahoma finished fourth or fifth. But I think Texas is getting ready to take the next jump, that to be a top flight program again, back to Texas. 
back to the days when they were they were studs every year. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'll give you Oregon. I mean, not a lot of people are talking or- about that, mm-hmm. but they quietly had a seventh ranked recruiting class. Um, I really like Mario Cristobal. I never will understand why FIU fired him. But uh, he's done a really great job up in Oregon, and I honestly have Oregon as my dark horse for getting into the playoff next year. So they're your they're your fourth team coming out of nowhere. There's always that one team that comes out that's of nowhere. What, that's the team I'm mm-hmm. picking is Oregon. That's what I was. At. That's what I just asked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was agreeing with you. So, okay. so what what teams do y'all think took the biggest L? I would have to say. Um, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Kentucky, the Kentucky probably. teams, Kentucky and Louisville. Kentucky and Louisville, probably. Kentucky and Louisville. Yeah. Kentucky but, lost uh, the in-state wide receiver to LSU, and Louisville finished with the 88th ranked class. Um, there were several group of five schools that had higher ranked classes than Louisville. Okay. But I don't ever look at Kentucky's recruiting class ranking because Stoops is such, just such a good coach. There's no way they should have achieved what they achieved this year based on the talent they had or recruited on paper. But That's true. I, I mean, I never look at their ranking because it's not, it's not a judge of how good their team's going to be. What they go nine this year? Uh, um, they won ten games, so ten and three. I mean, I'm not saying no it's bad. Way that, they got you know thirtieth, I think, but you know to miss out on an in-state guy to LSU, but, that that's a big. But in compare. But I know they finished thirtieth, but in comparison to the SEC, thirtieth is terrible. If you're not in the top twenty, I mean, you, I mean, or you kind of missed out. But I'm saying, when you're when you're going like, like this year, the top three classes are in, are, are, I mean, the top classes in the SEC are the top three, three in the country. LSU sixth. I mean, my lord. And then what Florida finished? 11, 9, I think. Yeah. So, in comparison, and it's that way every year. Ninth, yeah. yeah. In comparison to what they have every year they're going against, that is insane. And, by the way, I think 30th is an up compared to what they were last year. I think they had 33rd last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think Kentucky is uh, – now, they might – they're probably going to take a step back because they're losing Snell, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, Snell already declared before so, the bowl game. Yeah, so Snell's not coming back, and their quarterback is not a passer. He is definitely a runner. Mm-hmm. He's the poor man's Lamar Jackson. Yep, 100%. that he went to Kentucky. Kind of ironic that he went to Kentucky, you know, but still. <laughs> All right, so, so you guys want to move on to the last subject that we have for tonight, talking about yep. the the very wild ride that is the DeAndre Francois uh, situation that's been going on, that's been unfolding the past week. Um, uh, William, you want to you want to take the take the lead on this one? Yeah. So apparently, what happened was uh, Florida State cut him. Um, and I believe it was because of he had ties to this girl, and there was a video that came out showed him like hitting her, um, just all sorts of crazy stuff, yelling at her, um, and then she posted that to her Instagram, and then later she posted a picture and said uh, that she lied about the thing that she was the one actually hitting him, um, that he did, mm-hmm. you know, 
he was mentally and verbally abusive, but he never hit her. Um, and then her sister comes out and says, no, she lied about that. That's not true. And so now it's just a really big mess. Yeah. And in, and in that whole thing, the, the girl's sister said that, that, uh, that the account was hacked. Yeah. Was it like, do you, do you think, I mean, they never really said that it was, that was the reason that that was posted was because it was hacked. They just said it was hacked after that. It was posted really that's all that they said they didn't say well this is true but the account was hacked or anything like that i mean mm-hmm. but, i mean it, it, it's a really it's a really it's a really messy situation really um so. uh, i mean what if it happened i i mean i think they made the right move if somehow i don't think we'll ever find out what happened on the night and be 100 percent sure what happened because there's so many conflicting stories mm-hmm but if it didn't happen, I kind of agree that something needs to be done. If if people that are going to say somebody abuse them make false accounts, then there has to be something that has to be done because that's not fair. Yeah, I, I am totally in support of of uh, somebody uh, having to go get in trouble for doing something. So there has to be something for making false reports, not just yeah. following a false, not just following a false police report, but. Uh, but uh actual what am i trying to what kind of word am i trying to use uh punishment uh actual punishment i don't know what that is i'm not the one to make that decision but it's not right that you get to ruin somebody's life and it didn't even happen yeah and i mean look uh you know it's easy to believe the woman in this case this happens all the time in football um you know but it, mm-hmm. it really stinks for him because, I mean, he's a really good quarterback. And for something, you know, for your team to, to let you go, to not even hear you out or believe you, um, that's just definitely, it kind of sucks. And I wonder if this might be a result of the Jameis Winston incident. You know, a lot of people uh, gave a, that, Florida State a lot of flag that, that situation. And so maybe they kind of jumped the gun a little bit here to try to not repeat the, the Jameis Winston incident. but. I think this definitely uh, makes Willie Taggart's seat a little bit hotter coming into the year. You know, they only four and eight. They didn't have a great recruiting class this year, so I think I think his seat's hot. And I, I'm going to be honest. Unless he has like a really big turnaround, after I don't think he's going to stick around. After a year, though, uh, that's just what I'm saying, man. I mean, maybe two years. I don't. Know, but he's going to have to turn it around fast because his seat is hot can you say that again what was that now i said uh, uh he's gonna have to turn it around fast because his seat is hot yeah yeah i mean houston fired major applewhite after mm-hmm. what a couple eight win seasons or but they fired him because they basically painted themselves into a corner and said they had to we fired people for eight and four when you say that, how do you not fire that guy? I mean, really? Hey, at least they stuck to their guns. I'll give them that. It may not have been the right. After writing, some pressure, they stuck to their guns. After some pressure, where did he go? For offensive coordinator, did he go to Miami? Uh, I don't know. Um, I can look real quick. Yeah, no. Wait, who did they bring in? I think he did. I want to say he did. Yeah, I think it was Miami. 
Uh, and then they, uh, Apple White. uh, they, uh, for defense, they uh, got, uh, no, it was Enos. Enos is the one at Miami. That's right. Uh, yep. Did he? Enos he left a, Alabama? Yeah. Yes, he did. Wow. Have y'all heard the story about that one? I haven't. It's awesome. So, according to the last thing I heard, which I haven't heard anything change, he didn't even tell Saban he was leaving. They uh, went to the meeting, and he said, hey, where's Dan? <laughs> and uh, they said, we don't know. And oh after about five minutes, gosh. he was like, hey, where is he at? And so they were just like, um, so he left to go to Miami. Yeah, so <laughs> that happened. Um, That's funny. Um, he didn't even tell anybody he was leaving. I think he told the athletic director, maybe, or the president, sure which one. But yeah. Uh, the only update that I can find is uh, from BamaInsider.com saying the sources are saying that he uh, is going to interview for an analyst job at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a week ago. I don't know if there are any updates following that, if he, if he has had the interview um, since that report. But, uh, I mean, that's the latest that I could find. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, yeah, we can keep keep an eye on that one. But, uh I know it's near and dear to y'all's heart because <laughs> he's a genius. So, guys, is that, is that going to do it for us? Or you guys have I anything think so. to add? I think, knocked it out. I think this was a good podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next week.